Hello, this is Susan Marie, and welcome to The Human Condition, a conversation with you based upon everyday observations that all of us experience made simple. You can catch these on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and by subscribing to my newsletter on suemarie.substack.com and my website, suemarie.info. Today I want to talk to you about the dark. Why do we fear the dark? There are several aspects regarding this, evolutionary reasons behind this fear, developmental, the human sense of sight, and how to start to overcome non-phobic fear of the dark. When I say non-phobic, I mean fears that are not disorders caused by specific terrifying life experiences that produce rational anxiety-inducing symptoms due to real and perceived threats such as nyctophobia. That is separate from today's discussion. Let me give you an example. I used to have a light timer for my basement to save on electricity because I used to leave the basement light on while doing laundry and walk back upstairs leaving it on for hours and that's just a waste of electricity. This timer was set to about 15 minutes then it would shut right off automatically and the entire basement would be pitch black depending on the time of day. One night I decided I was going to go through some boxes and clear stuff out and get rid of stuff forgetting I had the timer installed it was late at night too fully dark out and in this part of the basement there was not a lot of windows or any light from the street lights that could shine in I was nonchalantly going through the boxes and all of a sudden I'm surrounded by darkness absolute pitch black dark I wasn't able to see anything and I stood there frozen I was immediately scared But scared of what? It's my basement. Nothing was down there that I was aware of. And nothing bad happened to me in this space. I knew this was ridiculous. Yet I was unable to not feel fear. Right away, I start stumbling, trying to find my way towards the light switch. I lose all sense of my surroundings, having no idea how far the switch is from me. Or even where I was in the basement, even though I knew where I was. And it's kind of comical when you think about it because when we are forced into darkness suddenly, we start feeling around in the air and walking like how we forgot to walk. I was doing just that. I did not even consider that if I stood still for a few minutes, my eyesight would kind of acclimate to the dark. But my arms were out in front of me. My feet were hitting things on the ground. I was tripping. And for some weird reason... I had my eyes closed real tight, shut right up, like, why am I doing these things? As soon as I made my anxiety-induced way back to the light switch and turned the lights on, I was fine. No more stumbling, no more arms out in front of me like I'm Frankenstein. My eyes wide open, I continued going through the boxes. I was no longer scared. I mean, we all understand that the dark leaves us vulnerable and exposed, unable to spot threats. We've all been there. After watching a scary movie, you turn on all the lights in the house to feel safe or, say, walking alone at night down the street. You normally walk down during the day, but suddenly you find yourself fearful. Another example is being home alone and hearing noises you normally hear during the day yet ignore. But now, because you are alone and it's dark, you begin to fear the noises. We all know it's not darkness itself that is scary. Rather, what might be lurking in the darkness we fear the dark because we cannot see what's around us but why on an evolutionary level 
One reason is throughout human history, dark meant danger, and fearing it meant taking precautions to stay safe. Our fear of the dark is an evolutionary trait we picked up to survive real-life predators stalking the night. I mean, when you think before technology, our ancestors were constantly on the lookout for predators, and most of these predators hunted at night, a time of day when we are especially vulnerable to attack because of our poor eyesight. I'll get back to that. This means it was essential for our ancestors to stay safe in the middle of the night. If they didn't, they would die. Over the years, this nightly fear became instinctual, and we still do it today. A 2012 study by researchers from the University of Toronto in Canada claimed that non-phobic fear of the dark is a lingering, foreboding fear that keeps us on edge, which is exactly what our ancestors needed. This type of anxiety, which is called fight or flight, is healthy when controlled. What happens is the autonomic nervous system that has two branches, the sympathetic and parasympathetic, they balance and regulate the body's energy flow and neurotransmitters, and it monitors threats to our safety and initiates appropriate responses when our body needs to be on its toes in case we need to get away from danger. Biologically speaking, the fight-or-flight response first described in the 20s by American physiologist Walter Cannon realized that a chain of rapidly occurring reactions occur inside the body that help to mobilize the body's resources to deal with threatening circumstances. Healthy and typical examples of fight-or-flight include pulling your hand back when a dog might like snap or growl at you or having to give a public presentation or just automatically saving someone's life, like administering CPR. By priming the body for action, we are better prepared to perform under pressure. The stress created by the situation can be helpful, and believe it or not, fight or flight in a healthy fashion can make it easier to cope effectively with a threat. Scientifically speaking, the Cornell Center for Materials Research found that humans can see in the dark only if there is some starlight or moonlight, and it takes about... 10 to 30 minutes for our eyes to become dark adapted to see in low light conditions. For example, if there's no light at all, say you're in a deep cave or something, humans cannot see anything. In essence, humans do not have night vision, obviously. However, horses, dogs, and many nocturnal animals like cats and raccoons have this reflective layer of tissue behind the retina called the tapetum lucidum and that thin layer reflects visible light making more light visible interesting on a developmental level being afraid of the dark starts in childhood and it's viewed as a normal part of development without a trauma inducing lifespan experience to cause a rational fear response however fear of the dark does not occur in babies I found this so interesting and researched in the book The Biography of a Baby by Millicent Shin, which takes the studies by Charles Darwin and goes a bit further and found that when babies were set in the dark, their eyes did not shut nor did they blink or startle when in the dark hearing noises or even while being cradled. They absolutely had no fear. There were no reactions to noises or anything. And it brought me to further research, which is quite disturbing, by J.B. Watson. He's the founder of behaviorism in the 1920s. And this is before any ethics or legal ramifications existed in social science research and experiments. 
And Watson experimented on babies at John Hopkins University, ranging from three months to one year, because Watson theorized that human behavior is predictable and controllable. Watson experimented on babies, learning they have no fear of the dark. Now, what he did was took rabbits, which are soft and delightful to a baby. But what he would do is make scary noises while the baby touched the rabbit like clanging a hammer against steel. So eventually, whenever the child touched the bunny, it would cry. Having been conditioned to, one, fear the bunny due to that being associated with the scary noise, and then what Watson would do is shut off the light when the baby touched the rabbit, conditioning a fear of the dark. Soon, the mere sight of the rabbit induced terror and screaming in the infant. Why do I bring up this study? Watson's experiments, while extremely unethical and cruel, led to the hypothesis of political and social engineering in the 20th century and how we adults, just like the babies, are born without obvious previous trauma, experience conditioning due to life experiences in society. That leads to trauma and phobias due to repeated exposure, resulting in learned fear. I have a cool demonstration to test night vision in humans. And only try this if you do not have the real phobia of the fear of the dark or any medical disorders relating to vision. But next time you are in complete darkness, take your cell phone or tablet and turn the brightness all the way up. Then close or cover one of your eyes with your hand, you could do that, or just keep one eye shut, and shut off all the lights. This must be in complete darkness. Nothing shining through windows or a soft light on anywhere, even the TV screen, a nightlight, or the computer. With that one eye closed or covered, and I mean normally, not close up or, you know, the light shoved right in your open eye, stare at the bright screen for a few minutes with that one eye closed or covered, giving your open eye plenty of time to adjust to the brightness. But you must keep that one eye closed. And after a few minutes, put down the phone or tablet and look around the room with only the open eye still that was staring at the phone or the tablet. You will find that you are unable to see out of that open eye that you could just see out of. Now I want you to open the eye that was closed And close the eye you had open. If you do this correctly, your closed eye will be able to see perfectly in complete darkness because the closed eye has already adjusted to darkness. And you will be able to see clearly out of the closed eye. Voila! Night vision. This period of temporary blindness is what researchers refer to as dark adaptation, which is measured by tracking how quickly the eye recovers in the dark following its exposure to a bright light. It happens as your eye is busy regenerating photopigments and can take about 25 to 45 minutes to get back to normal. Being afraid of the dark is, in essence, a fear of the unknown. We can't see what's out there and it freaks us out because our imagination fills in the worst possible thing. For ancient humans, it was lions and predators. And in today's world, those fears can range from childhood experiences 
real-life trauma, and operant conditioning. Join me next week for more interesting discussions suggested by you to me. And check out last week's episode on why is this considered art?